They say once a cheater, always a cheater. Is that true? And whether or not that statement is true, many people grapple with the idea of either leaving once the infidelity has been exposed or they may consider staying. That is what this episode is about. Now, I'm not here to tell you if you should leave or if you should stay. But I will share with you some things that you need to consider regardless of your choice and decision. You can also catch exclusive episodes for our subscribers. Check it out. Check out the link at datingwhileblackpodcast.com. Hi, and thank you for joining Dating While Black's radio podcast. Dating While Black was created to open real dialogue between the sexes in hopes that it will foster positive exchange and help cultivate our communities. The radio segments will address issues that relates to the world, our communities, relationships, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, And we hope you enjoy this segment. No matter how many times it has happened, if this is the first time or the 12th time, and it doesn't matter who knows about it, who doesn't, it still is a negative scar and a stain on your relationship. The first time may hurt more than the second or the third time, but it's still a negative look on your overall relationship. And you may be in a situation where you are at a crossroads where you're trying to deal with the numerous or different types of emotions that you are experiencing. Anywhere from anger, rage, disappointment, and sadness. Some people are relieved because they finally found out that they're not crazy, that they knew that the person was cheating, but now they have the evidence and the proof. You may even, in some cases, may even feel like it might have been your fault that maybe you could have done something different to stop the outcome. You may even want that sweet taste of revenge, whatever your emotions are. I want you to know that you're valid and that they are validated. When you put your trust and love and desire and care and effort and energy and everything that needs to come from you to make a relationship whole, it is nothing but a slap in the face when when you are recipient of this type of disrespect. So what do you do about it? You may look at videos on YouTube, uh, seek out advice from friends or family members, but ultimately that decision is left to you. Sometimes you are in the heat of the moment and you shout out, I don't want you anymore, it's over, it's a wrap. Or maybe they've said things to make you feel as if it won't happen again. 
regardless if you've made a decision to leave and change your mind or on the reverse, made a decision to stay and have changed your mind. Those decisions are ultimately up to you if the significant other is still around. In those cases, you really and truly can make your decision on whether or not you should stay and work things out or if you should hop off of the bus. So let me tell you number one before I even get into these three things to consider. When you receive any type of bad news, no matter how devastating it is, regardless if you knew it was coming or not, you need to take a moment to breathe, to assess the whole situation. It's always good to step back before making quick and brash decisions. And that's with anything in life. Anything that is drastic, that pulls at your emotions and your heartstrings, is best to step back and evaluate the whole situation. Are you better off with this person? Working things out? Or are you better off without this person? Those are some of the things that you have to consider. Some people are in a situation where they can't physically leave because of financial restraints or other obligations, such as children. They feel as if they can't leave. So once you step back and all the noise and all the chatter from family members or friends are gone, you're left with yourself and your your decisions. So I'm going to give you three things to consider if you decide to stay and work things out. And three things to consider if you decide to leave. Number one, and it's pretty much the same across the board. If you decide to stay, you need to be committed to the process of healing. You need to be committed to the process of healing And so does your partner. Sometimes people agree to get back together and the other partner or the, I guess the cheater, for lack of a better term, feels like everything should go back like it was because you were willing to stay. Sometimes they feel that they continuously tell you that it won't happen again and how sorry they are that somehow that erases the pain that you are feeling. Unfortunately for you, you really can't tell if it will take you three days, three months, or two years. To be committed to the process of healing requires both parties. Commitment requires both parties. And what that looks like is you being open and willing to stand in your decision to stay. It doesn't mean every time you get upset, you're ready to leave. You need to be committed to that process if you make the decision to stay. Likewise, your partner has to understand and respect that this time for you is hurtful 
it's stressful, and you're in a lot of pain. And pain doesn't just go away after a couple of nice dinners or gifts or a couple of vacations. They have to be committed to that process. And if that process requires counseling, if it calls for that, if that person is committed to the process just as you are, then it's something that you guys need to do together. I always feel like counseling really and truly helps save marriages and relationships, regardless if you're married or not. So number one, being committed to the process. One part of that is understanding it takes time. Understanding that you are going to go through a myriad of emotions. There's going to be triggers, certain things that's going to remind you of that time. And they have to be committed to understanding. And both of you guys may need to even be open to getting some outside help that is unbiased. Being committed to the process doesn't mean just because things get hot that you are going to renege on your promise and commitment to stay and work things out. Number two, have to be willing to forgive Okay, you're in it. You agreed to stay in it, right? But you have to be willing to forgive. We always say in our community, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. To each their own, I may say. But if you're willing to work things out, you have to be willing and open to forgive. Unforgiveness looks like It looks like revenge. If you're holding on to a grudge, depending on how you're wired, you may feel like it's a tit for tat situation. I got a a freebie because I caught my girl or my guy cheating. And, you know, I feel like the only way to make this even is if I get back at them. But that's not really forgiveness. Not saying you got to forget. But true forgiveness. There is no component of forgiveness that would allow revenge. The other part of forgiveness is that you have to be willing to forgive yourself. Sometimes we deal with our own inner demons where we beat ourselves up for the things that we could have done that we should have done in order to make that person not step outside of the relationship or outside of the the marriage. You have to be willing and open to forgive yourself for things that you may have done that really didn't contribute to the relationship But you cannot hold on to some guilt as if you are the reason why. A person cheats because that's their decision. Some of you guys are holding on to some guilt that that is misplaced or displaced, lack of a better word. 
forgive yourself and let go of guilt because you could have been perfect but life and circumstances and things happen and your partner was not mature enough was not respectful enough or connected enough and that that does not necessarily speak to something that you could have changed. So be open and willing to forgive yourself if you are willing to stay in a relationship after infidelity. And let's be real. Last thing, forgiveness. I'm going to tell you what it doesn't look like. You can't keep on bringing up the past. See, Sometimes we have our, like I stated before, our triggers. Maybe something happens and you remember and it brings you back to to that past trauma or that situation. It could be four or five months down the road and you remember something or something triggers that emotion and it completely like changes your whole demeanor, your whole mood almost immediately. And then you act it out. You may bring it up or you may make a joke, but what it really is is that you're hurting. And you take a dig at your partner. See, that's where being committed to the process comes in also, which was my my number one. If you're dealing with some type of unresolved emotions, then counseling is really and truly a good idea to go. Go to counseling. Pray about it. But reliving the whole situation means that you're triggered. But the way you react towards it will confirm whether or not you are really able and at that point where you're willing to forgive. Another thing about forgiveness, it does not happen overnight. Some people are very strong enough to let it go. And it just depends on what level, where they're at spiritually in some cases. And some people can be extremely spiritual, but depending on how you hurt them, it can make them act out of character. It can really challenge their their understanding of life, of what they're doing, of, of the whole idea of a relationship. So understand forgiveness doesn't look like revenge. It doesn't look like guilt. And it does not at all look like throwing jabs at each other. Because it does, all it does is just digs it up deeper and deeper and deeper. The third thing is honesty, integrity, and commitment. Honesty in your feelings. Being honest about how you really feel. If you're still struggling with something, you have to be open and honest with that. But your partner also has to be open and be willing to receive because they created the situation. 
I've seen times in which the person, quote unquote, the offending party or the cheater is like, get over it. Or why are you still bringing that up? Because that person is still hurting. They want to, you know, brush it under the rug and for good reason. You don't want to be reminded about the thing that you did to cause pain and hurt on the person that you love. You want them to get over it because you weren't hurt behind it, right? If you were the one that was not being faithful, you weren't hurt. You may have been hurting and you felt that this was an okay, you know, decision, but you weren't hurt to the extent that your partner was. Because if you were and you guys were one and the feelings were there, at that time you wouldn't have been able to do that. And that communication needs to have integrity and it needs to be sincere. You have to have integrity and be willing to do that work. And when things get hard, that communication has to be open and that communication has to be there on both sides. So committed, committed to the process, whatever it takes. Forgiveness, being open and willing to and ready to forgive, not necessarily forget, because those lessons are there for a reason, but be willing to forgive yourself and your partner. Also talk about what it isn't. It isn't revenge. It isn't, you know, smart remarks. It's not you harboring guilt towards yourself or throwing a guilt trip on your partner. Remember, you decided to stay. And the last thing, communication, honesty, integrity, all those things are needed in order to move forward. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Those are three things, but there's many more things. But the tip of the iceberg, if you're considering it, you would need to be open to those things, at least the bare minimum, those things. Now on the flip side, side. So if your decision is thinking about just calling quits, still those three categories are are still required. But above all, like I stated before, step back, make, take a breather, make sure that this is what you want to do. Because sometimes people say they're leaving and then they come back and then they leave and they come back and they leave just like people stay and they leave. Take a breather. Take the time to determine what you really want to do. And if you are, you have made a decision to, to leave, be committed to that process as well. Be committed to the process of healing and understand that that healing does not require your ex to heal. It does not require them to understand your pain. Because sometimes, in spite of the the action of cheating, they're not as remorseful sometimes. They're not 
feeling the need, especially if you've made the decision to leave and they don't want you to leave. Sometimes they are remorseful, and in some cases they're not. You just got to understand that this decision is a decision that you are making for yourself. And if that decision requires you or calls for you to leave the relationship and you feel like that's the best choice for you, then you need to be committed to the process, committed to the process of healing. That only requires you. You have to understand that it's going to take time. It's not going to be overnight. Got to acknowledge that it's going to be some lonely nights. There are going to be some things that you wish you didn't have to encounter. There are going to be times in which you just want to go back. But if you've made the decision and understood that this is not for you, you have to be committed to that process and allowing yourself to go through all of those emotions. Those emotions of disappointment, of no closure. I have an episode talking about the dangers of looking for seeking closure. You have to be open and willing to deal with any other emotional issues that comes with the ending of a relationship. Some of these things may even trigger other past traumas, such as neglect or abandonment, or it may heighten your your, your uh, senses towards people in general to where you start feeling paranoid or like you can't trust anyone. And in this phase, too, be open to speaking with people. Get you a strong support system. And that support system needs to be positive, not a, not a negative support system. Because all that does is reinforce negative feelings, which does not allow you the space to actually grow in a positive environment. If your support group is bashing all men or your support group is bashing all women, then that's not really a support group. That's kind of like a hate group (laughs) amongst people you know, right? So be careful about your circle, but have one. If you are in a position in which you can get counseling, get counseling. Because sometimes certain things that we deal with in relationships, regardless if we end them or not, can bring up past traumas that we experienced as children. And it can help you release yourself from the fears that are associated with the ending of a relationship. So be committed to the process. Number two. Just like the other set of examples, number two is also forgiveness. Be willing to forgive yourself for not seeing the signs, for staying longer than you should have. Forgive yourself for not making better decisions. Whatever you are giving yourself credit for that contributed to the downfall or the demise of your relationship Forgive yourself for that. If you're crediting yourself for the reason why this person cheated on you or cheated on you, forgive yourself because understand that you have no control over what other people do to you. 
You have control over how long they do it to you once you are aware of what's going on. Forgiveness, again, also isn't revenge. There's, there's no need to go around and sleep with this person's best friend or relative. It only adds more to your plate and you're trying to heal. So forgiveness, let it go. Making smart remarks. You know, if, if, if you guys are still need to be in contact with each other because maybe you work together or maybe you guys still live together or maybe you have children or have the same circle of friends. Take the higher road. There's no need. It, it may make you feel better. It may make you feel good for a moment. But we're grown here. Like, if someone messed up with you, be a grown-ass woman, grown-ass man, and keep it moving. Understand that you're hurting. Understand that you're going through things. But you don't continue to grow if you're turning your head just to go off. And it may make you feel good for a minute, but then it's a loop and a cycle and you're trying to get this person out of your system. And you can't get anybody out of your system if you keep on revisiting them by texting them, calling them, leaving messages, telling them how much they hurt you or how much you hate them. So two was forgiveness, let go of the revenge feelings of wanting to get back at them because I understand that's real but you're better than that drop off the the feeling the need to go back and forth with them about stuff and most importantly forgive yourself let go of the guilt don't guilt trip on them either don't guilt trip on them either And then number three is be honest with yourself about your progression. Mental health is issues are real. Be open. Be honest with yourself about how you are moving through this phase of your life. So often we want to say, oh, we're good. We're okay. And other people around us thinks that we're good and we're okay because we may have on a a mask trying to hide the pain. Be honest. Number three, be honest with, with yourself as to where you are at in dealing with this. Because normally in a relationship... You would normally be able to go through, go to your partner with this. Be honest with yourself. Don't push people away. Don't push people away unless they're detrimental to you moving forward and progressing. Unless, Unless they're not helping you get past through what you are dealing with. Most importantly for number three, which is slightly different. Sometimes when a relationship ends, everything in our life kind of crumbles. 
Maybe you may forget that, you know, every quarter you need to pay your HOA dues. You may forget that you needed to cancel a a subscription to whatever, right? You may sometimes even forget that you needed to pay a bill because your head is so wrapped up into the emotions that you're dealing with that you kind of knocked off, you know, I mean, knocked off guard just a little bit. So if I can say a number three, yeah, know where you are mentally, you know, all that's good, but also know where things in your life stands. Do you have your, your bit, is your stuff taken care of? Sometimes, not all of us, some of us can get bounced back from a relationship and nothing on the out, nothing is, is out of whack. But sometimes you can be caught off guard and so consumed with the grief of the loss and the pain that stuff in your life starts kind of falling by the wayside, which can cause you issues and troubles down the road. And for a quick recap, be committed to the process regardless if you stay or leave. Be open and ready to forgive regardless if you stay or leave. Deal with honesty and integrity in communicating But also as a bonus, and I know I see this a lot when the relationship is over, people's whole lives kind of just get turned upside down. They stop participating in events. They stop hanging out with friends. They forget certain things are, are due. Make sure your business is still taken care of because at the end of the day, Regardless if the relationship works out or not, if you decide to stay, regardless if you leave, you still have to take care of you, your mental health. And that's more important than anything, than any failed relationship, regardless if you're trying to work things out or not. And this concludes this episode. Thank you for so much for your support. Again, you can always check us out on all social media platforms at Dating While Black. You can check out our website and learn how to become a subscriber at www.datingwhileblackpodcast.com.